Welcome to the DJ Dads podcast. I think this is episode 44. It's your host here, Kyle Wilson. Welcome, welcome. And today we're going to be talking about a ton of topics. And I have my co-host here, Chris Coffey, joining us as per usual on the DJ Dads podcast. is because stats plural, right? So what's up, Chris, man? What's going on? Hope you had a great weekend. What's up, man? Hey, man, I'm feeling great. I had a good weekend, uh, just recovered from being sick, and uh, just really took time with my kids, took some self-reflection, um, got outside as much as I could. It actually did rain for the first time, what feels like this year, uh, so it was nice and wet outside. Uh, but good, I'm ready to be back at it, man. I only sent out two posts on Twitter uh, the whole weekend, which for me, I probably averaged like five or six minimum a day. Uh, so two for the whole weekend, um, just both good mornings. Uh, feeling really refreshed today. Woke up really early. Still not as early as you, I don't think. I'm pretty sure you messaged me before I woke up. Uh, I think I woke up at like 6 and I had a message from you already. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, you know, feeling good and ready to tackle this week. And also just like the market, man. We'll get into it during the market report and during the topics today. But like that does give a general like, you know, fulfillment. Even though we're so confident that in the market, the future of the market, it's still just to kind of see it green you know and kind of moving the way that it's moving it feels good you know it feels like when we get to thanksgiving we don't have to tuck our heads under the table and be like yeah i invested in crypto yeah man i agree with you and pulling up the charts the market has been booming bitcoin's thirty six thousand, almost thirty seven thousand. ethereum's over 2k for the first time in a while solana's been pumping avax has been pumping there's been a lot of good tokens out there we're gonna get into avax today and a couple other like alpha picks out there both in the nft side but as well as the crypto side so we're mixing it up we're, we're getting into not only nft side of things but crypto side of things as well uh but yeah man i i was sick last week as well um i think it's actually been longer than a week now but yeah that's no bueno i'm glad you're feeling better that's definitely awful you know to, to feel sick and to have so much to do crypto never sleeps so you know the grind you know what it is but um yeah man are, are we back? Are we back now with the end in the NFT space has been popping off ordinals, inscriptions, BRC20s, Gordon Goner. Uh, Chris, what's up? What's the alpha? Before we get into AVAX, let's talk about what Gordon Goner has been doing. Did he kick off this whole bull run? I know obviously there's like more factors going on, but what did he buy? What's in his bag? And what's some of the alpha that like he's, what is he looking at? What are these collections, man? Yeah, man. So Gordon Goner, the uh, founder of Hugo Labs, went on a huge spending spree. Um, let me actually look up real quick. I didn't have his portfolio pulled up yet. Um, my my favorite purchase is the Sappy Seal because I've been trying to get one of those for a while. I had one that I had picked out with headphones, and I was like, dude, this is the perfect seal. I had a blue scarf. It was like so cool looking. I was like, yo, this is going to be like my PFP um yeah like i'm i'm gonna be super excited and then somebody sniped it like literally as i moved the liquidity like into my wallet or had the liquidity for it and i went and like messaged this guy and i was like hey are you willing to sell the seal and he was like my daughter loves it so i can't and i was like no so anyway i remember that man. i never That's i never tough. got one so he uh this is the beginning of a spinning spree uh this isn't updated because i know for sure he later bought a mocha because me and you're both holders and i was like yes he bought a mocha uh, but the beginning he bought a zombie punk for 600 600 eth which was by itself a million dollars and then he bought a crypto for 4.9 eth a golden sappy seal which was for two eth i was pretty surprised he snagged a golden one for two eth i didn't realize that they were you know at that price 
uh, gold D God for eight ETH, and then a gold pudgy penguin for thirty eight point six nine ETH. And that's just the beginning of his spending spree. He actually spent a lot more since then. He's definitely over the $2 million mark. Um, but yeah, you know, obviously we're joking around about him setting off the bull market because uh, around that time, there's just so much good stuff happening with Bitcoin just you know going up, uh, skyrocketing really for Bitcoin. It's up over 100% for the year with the ETF approvals or possible approvals and all that. Uh, Ethereum getting some love over the weekend. I was glad to see that because Ethereum was kind of like being left behind. Uh, and I think it goes back to what we talked about like either last week or the week before that. If you inject money into an ecosystem where there's a lot of hardcore fans, they're probably going to put a portion of those gains back into the ecosystem. So, for instance, if you're a gamer and you are Kyle and somebody gives you a stimulus check, you might buy something that has to do with games. You know, you might buy another like something to record your games. You might buy in-game assets. You might buy another game. Uh, and I think it's essentially what happens with crypto is a lot of times like people get money in crypto. It's like I know I looked at my portfolio and I was up a lot, Kyle, like j- just this, like last week or two, like my my portfolio is doing great. I'm, I'm holding a lot longer and a lot of my assets I have are more long term. But like if I wanted to, I could take some off the top and I could I could buy an NFT if I wanted to. And I think some people are doing that on a, on a much larger scale than me because I'm still a small fish. There's people that, you know, have made a couple hundred grand in these last few weeks. Um, that are probably pumping some back on NFTs. And right now we're still seeing an NFT rally go. Um, I don't know the exact percentage across the board, but I mean, if you just look at this chart, dude, it's so green. I mean, this top 20 chart, I won't read all of them. I can't share my screen, I don't think. But, uh, you know, Basie's up 26 over the last 30, in the last month, Basie 26%, Macy 22%, Captain's 27%, Pudgy's 5%. And that's after like an insane rally. Even D-Gods are up because for a while they're getting crushed. Azuki's up five. They, they, literally, it's green all the way down. Uh, there's only one in the top, like 25, that's not green, uh, and that's uh, winds of something I've never even heard of before. So the markets, markets looking good, man. It's looking healthy. Now there's another big piece of news too. Like you know, coming off the back of that, uh, Roblox mentioning NFTs in this big interview on the Squawk. Uh, boxer squawk exclusive here it was broken by the paul bear network and i saw somebody shared our video and like went viral on x or twitter and uh which is crazy because i posted about it somebody ran the content and shared it and got like over 100 it was like insane like got like hundreds and hundreds of retweets um and this was a big piece of news man so i think that also gives a lot of credibility to the nft space web3 what's going on interoperability they discussed in the video uh, we, we're not going to play it, of course, here, uh, you know, but it's something you can go and watch, you know, somewhere else. But anyways, the point being is that like that is massive too. like some of these Web3 games that or like are building now, but also the coming studios that could be developing Web3 games or the big games like Roblox that could introduce NFT. So I think there's a lot of interest here. And again, this has been our thesis here on the podcast is that eventually that NFTs are going to be mainstream is kind of the point. Uh, but Chris, what's your thoughts on, on Roblox? And then, of course, we'll get into some of the other like Web3 game topics. You know, Avalanche has been popping off too. Uh, we'll get into some of that. But what's your quick thoughts on, on the Roblox? Like, uh, are you thinking they're going to implement those pretty soon? Or what's your what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's inevitable. Um, whether it's soon or not, I think it just depends on like the legal clarity you know, once like they kind of have like more legal clarity of like what they can and can't do, 
I don't see a re I, they've already talked about it. I don't really see a reason why they're not just going to go through with it. So I don't think actually establishing a system is going to take very long. I think it's like knowing for sure, like, hey, are we not going to get sued for this? Or, you know, like, hey, is this, you know, is this legal? Uh, I think that's what might take longer. But like, hopefully, you know, as time goes on, we're getting closer and closer to those conclusions. The SEC is being pressed more and more. Gary Gensler hopefully is going to get out of office and hopefully get somebody more like pro crypto in there or even more neutral in there. I mean, even on uh, even our next like election, I'm sure that's going to matter too. Like, it's going to affect things like you know having having somebody in office with you know their takes. So, anyways, um, I think all those factors like really like depend on the expedi expedition ex <laughs> expedition. I think all of those really affect the process. Um, but yeah, I, as far as Roblox goes, I think every time I try to explain NFTs use case to the, to somebody like gaming is always at the like one of the examples that I use because there's going to be a lot of practical things like people like might have documents that are now on chain or they might have like some assets that like they otherwise like a house you know on chain or whatever but I think gaming is just so easily understood because like gamers truly understand what it's like to grind for something but still not really own that something I, I feel like every gamer in their lifetime at some point has probably lost um it's probably lost access to something they've grinded really hard for whether that's like, just because like pokemon like, like pokemon, pokemon on yeah, game yeah. boy you know you caught all those pokemon but like you don't actually own those you know so oh, i don't yeah. know where you lost your game and you had to start over exactly but what if like those pokemon were on chain and you lost the game but it's okay because they're on chain so like you can just transfer it to another your ownership of it like you know to your wallet or whatever which i guess the Counter argument there would be, well, what if you lost access to that wallet? And that's where I think they would build, they're going to build more systems, like security systems in place. Um, and say your safety and security will just depend on layers of uh, your tolerance towards decentralization, all the way going towards if you want pure ownership, you can have it. But if you want like an extra safety net, but it's also something centralized that could rug you, then you can have that too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so speaking of which is, the tier tier one or t1 who uses avax for their rewards program via the uptn subnet moves on to the league of legends world's 2023 finals now you know south korea asia japan china like all these countries in asia asia based countries are already ahead of the curve here you know they're implementing t1 is implementing avax like into their re rewards program so fans can uh, essentially collect collectibles so including league of legends collectibles which is really massive like imagine having a league of legends collectible now i think they may be t1 based so i, I haven't actually seen them but uh yeah they just made it to worlds man just to show this quick clip like it is massive like this whole entire crowd just sold out dude i was watching this Eighty thousand people were live on the youtube channel uh watching them play and dude the energy like that clip like people do just the crowd erupting and 80,000 people watching from their homes, like live on just YouTube alone. Like, dude, League of Legends is massive. And it's it's a big deal that like these big gaming orgs are using blockchain for their rewards program and in some cases payments. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But uh, what's your thoughts on like this? Like AVAX popping off? Um, was it on your radar? Uh, is it a big surprise that gaming orgs are using? these blockchains for their rewards programs and other types of utilization? Yeah, man. So AVAX was already on my radar. Uh, I actually had an a, what I like to call an AVAX printer. Um, 
if the SEC is watching, it's not quite what it sounds like. Uh, <laughs> last bull run, even though like I overpaid for it at the time, I think it finally probably is breaking even by now. Where essentially I would like mine this certain crypto, so it'd be it'd be similar to like Bitcoin mining. We'll use that as an example. And but I would immediately swap that crypto because it was built on it was built on AVAX. I would swap it for AVAX. Um, so I would essentially get like a little bit of AVAX every single week. And uh, I did that for a long time. And I'll admit, during the bear, um, I just got lazy with it because it's like, man, do I really want to? Do I really want to redeem this like thirty cents to like you know of for grinding for a week? You know, do I need to like pull up all my information, go through the swaps, go through the fees and all that just to get this thirty cents? But now looking back, I should have you know. And even though I had the mindset like AVAX is going to be worth more than this one day, you know, in my head. Um, so that 30 cents could be 60 cents. It could be a dollar. It could be $5 for the sake of anything. It could be $0. Um, but even though I had that in the back of my head, I just wasn't consistent with it. But all I say, I, I'm very exposed to AVAX. I actually played a game on AVAX and owned AVAX NFT gaming assets way before all this was cool. Like during the last bull run when nobody else was talking about it, I played uh, gods of Asgard. Um, it was built on AV AVAX and I think it, it's still kind of around. I stopped, uh, I played the beta version of it and it was really fun. I stopped playing because the project that I was heavily involved with and Gods of Asgard were supposed to work together. Um, but basically something fell through and it's, they didn't rug, but Gods of As Asgard kind of did their own thing. Whereas the project I was closer with did their own thing. So I just didn't play Gods of Asgard anymore, but I still think I have those assets. I just kind of, after that time, didn't really care anymore. But um, yeah, so all to say, like I'm familiar with gaming on AVAX. AVAX is really cheap. Um, the transactions are very cheap. I always thought I was a strong L1 competitor. Uh, it was always like on my top five radar. Now I'm not like massively exposed. Like you might say, like Chris, you just said you had an AVAX printer. Like, are you loaded up? No, I'm not massively exposed. I don't know. I've only bought AVAX a handful of times. The rest was mined, you know, through that method that I was just telling you. Um, so I'm not like heavily loaded like I would like to be. But uh, from somebody who's used AVAX and rest in peace, but used to use Snowtrace all the time, which is like. AVAX is like Etherscan. Now, isn't that like not a thing anymore? Like, didn't something recently happen with, with Snowtrace? Uh, they basically got absorbed by like the actual, I think, official like Avalanche, you know, blockchain. Okay. Uh, yeah, like, so they shut down, which was literally by Etherscan. Like, Etherscan ran Snowtrace. And I think maybe they just didn't have the resources to run it or something like that. So I think either Ava Labs or Avalanche themselves like basically took it over. So, it's not like they're entirely disappearing. They're just doing a name change. And I think it's like, quote unquote, under new management. Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what's going on there. But look at this real quick here before we get into the rest of it. It says um, for the tier one or T1, fan engagement experience is made better than ever by combining IRL events, digital collectibles, and exclusive benefits. And I think some of this includes like free food at their events too. So it's already got like built-in utility of like what they're doing with their fans, which is kind of cool because like, you know, you saw Starbucks with on Polygon, like with their rewards program, but now you're starting to see gaming orgs, you know, with their uh, rewards programs too. So uh, this is like SK Planet. Um, this is like the leading data and technology company in South Korea. They own the subnet essentially via, you know, UPTN is like their, that subnet that they own basically uh but it has like many other consumer applications that they're also bringing apparently to the subnet including okay cash bag so and there's like a bunch of other like things that they you know like, apparently they represent and do a lot with other like brands in like the asia based you know area but i thought that was pretty interesting um tsm as well man tsm has 
is using a subnet as well. And this post goes on. This is by Coop. And I followed Coop back in the day, man. I didn't even know he worked at AVAX. I remember messaging Chris, you, and I was like, bro, you have to follow this guy. And he is legit, like a w legit Web3 gamer, like, and a gamer. This guy knows what he's talking about. He ended up working for AVAX and I had no idea. So that's like kind of funny. But anyways, you have to go follow Coop. He's uh, an OG and he's a G. Uh, but yeah, look at this. Blitz in the game overlap with 30 million players run promoted by their major esports team, TSM. They're adding crypto rails to their entire payment system. That means all their premium subscribers will be on chain and AVAX subnet is really their only option to do this with a smooth UX at, scale, at their scale. I can't even begin to talk about the coolest parts yet, but next year is going to be big. Um, so you can't even talk about a lot what's going on behind the scenes. There's a lot going on in the Web3 gaming world. As you mentioned, Chris, Web3 gaming is huge. And it's the primary, in my case, the, the primary use case for NFTs. And when you're starting to see these digital you know, worlds being blurred with digital physical, uh, it's this is just a natural progression where things are going. And it just makes sense. Rewards program, NFTs in game. Um, what else like you know like it protects like the game developers and makes ensures that they have royalties given that there's correct royalty systems in place we're still working through that phase but gabe laden he's developing a smart contract for it um called erc 721c that basically enforces royalties and the magic eden has one. They, they teamed up with hugo last week um well to... that is well magic eden partnered up with gabe laden and i wouldn't be surprised if hugo labs was using uh gabe's actual contract for that yeah i was just so. saying like, the reason i want to put that out is because magic eden is like a top three marketplace like hands down and so mm -hmm. it's pretty cool to see that they're teaming up with hugo to support creators regardless if they used uh gabe laden's technology or not i think it's right i saw win. that it's a pretty big win for the nft space because that same week um OpenSea announced that they were laying off a ton of people so open does big layoffs and then magic eden is like hold my beer i know that open let y'all down this week we're going to do something cool and we're going to enforce artist royalties so magic eden just put the weight on their back man and they are to me they are in competition for the number one marketplace right now like they just keep on getting better and better yeah and 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 to your credit like dude magic eden was already in gaming as well so they like already have a full understanding like they've launched like in their launch pad they launched a lot of games and you know fractal that's another one that i really like for for games as well um you know magic eden was known for solana solana as well like that is a good blockchain for gaming is what it's starting to appear like fast transaction speeds that's really all gamers really care about is like fast speed right um so that's another thing is magic eden was very early to like all this quote unquote hype before it was even like you know around so yeah, credits to Magic Eden. They announced uh, before the Yuga announcement, they announced the, you know, working with uh, Gabe Layden's processor that's going to implement in Magic Eden. And then Yuga, like a day later, announced that they were going to be with uh, Magic Eden as well with their marketplace. Um, let's take a look at this here. Let's go in on the wider market in Becker world. I know Becker, one of your favorite people of all time. Um, I'm a citizen holder myself. He is launching some of these S1s that are coming into Neo Tokyo, the Citadel. So here's some quick alpha for you. You have Altura. The uh, he just joined, or they just joined the Citadel. They have Loopify building the Treeverse, which he's a big influencer in the, I guess, crypto space now in Web3 gaming, building Treeverse plus other titles. Joining Neo Tokyo, Vulcan Forge as well. Vulcan Forge, one of the founders over there, joining Neo Tokyo. 
Um, so there's there's your little bit of alpha there. We're going to get into the token side in just a minute. But um, yeah, Web3 Gaming is definitely the meta right now. And a lot of like NFT guys are going to be start, starting to slap, you know, gamer and like Web3 Gamer under their bios. So we'll we'll see where that goes. Chris, what's your thoughts on like this new meta shift? What's going on here? Again, man, I just think it's kind of inevitable. Like I think that gaming is a huge use case for NFTs and uh, people see that there's money in that. And uh, I mean, you would know this probably off the top of your head more than I would, but like, or we could look it up, but like, what's like the, like how much money do people pump into games per year? I mean, do we have like a rough figure on that? Oh, it's, I mean, it's up there, man. I think the world market um, is astronomical. Like it's set to go, it's like a multi-billion dollar market um, in, in gaming in general. So it's can get it continue to grow like so, year over year over year. And yeah. I don't know this time. It says that the global market size was valued at 249 billion in 2022. And is anticipated to grow uh, from 281 billion at, in 2023. So, yeah. And, they, and that, some, yeah, that, I mean, that's just according to uh, fortune business sites.com, uh, but I mean, we're talking, uh, just look at the money that's involved and look at the, yeah. I, I think for the longest time, and I know that this might sound obvious, but like when you like think of like the Super Bowl, like you kind of see everybody there in like the stadium, you see everybody filled out and all the fans going crazy. You didn't see that in gaming for the longest time, especially after 2020, uh, like COVID and everybody went inside. But like you think about the amount, like 80,000 just on YouTube alone, watching that tournament you just mentioned. Dude, that's that'd fill a stadium. Like that's that's a lot of people. And it did. The stadium was, of, was filled yeah, too. That, <laughs> and the stadium's filled. And you have all the viewers. Like there is so much attention and in today's world, attention and retention is monetization. Like that's where the money's at. And so like there's so much attention around esports. It's like an ever growing uh field of more and more people getting better, getting serious, more sponsorships, more everything. So uh and then it's uh, as you said one of the top use cases for nfts so it just makes sense that they'd go hand in hand the next step to me is just taking away the connotation of nfts and like how that's been stained especially towards gamers because gamers are more on the tech side typically so it's like they feel like they know just enough to know that like oh this is a scam we don't want to mess with that we're good the way we are but if we can kind of shift that personality and we are right now with people like dr disrespect launching their own game um and then tim the fat man playing the game basically you have enough influencers that are like yo this is cool you don't have to like you don't have to over speculate or, or get scared that somebody's gonna like scam you or whatever like just play the game and have fun and realize that you own the assets and realize that if you pull that crate you know that csgo crate you can use this marketplace anywhere you know and trade it anywhere like easily i feel like more and more people are going to see that and then uh, i also think that just the term nft which is just a technology at the end of the day is going to kind of fade away and like we'll kind of see smoother selling from there yeah absolutely man um there's just a lot to look forward to in this market you know um just what avalanche is doing obviously the subnets is like custom it's like literally a custom built blockchain for a game and then you don't have to worry about like competing block space as much or anything like that like you have your own dedicated subnet for your game like that's powerful man uh to have a custom subnet basically a custom blockchain that's on a super effective l1 like avalanche i think that's massive so um they're definitely on my radar of course there's other like solana's like up there mutable x of course and like some of these layer twos but 
um, yeah, credits to what Avalanche is doing, bringing on like these mainstream gaming orgs are doing a really good job. So not a big surprise. Obviously, Becker's been mentioning him in his tweets and videos. So I think that definitely helped like their case out for sure. So just a lot of alpha there, like paying attention closely to like where the games are building, where they're going live. I think there's a lot of good sleepers on Solana. And um, and of course, you know that like Immutable X has a huge book of games that are going live, like half of them or something like that, or a lot of them are going live next year. So that's going to be something to keep an eye on. People are already trying to front run Immutable X on the price, all that stuff there. But be aware of all, all these token unlocks as well. So that's something you always want to do your due diligence. When are the tokens unlocking? A lot of these platforms still have token unlocks. So you want to be aware of some of these blockchains like that. But yeah, man. Um, is there anything you wanted to cover off on that end? Uh, you know, some of these other things before we get into like our picks, like NFTs and crypto picks. Yeah, man. Um, I think picking for me, like kind of as somebody who went through the last bull run, uh, and I feel like I, I'm happy with the outcome of the last bull run, you know, like I didn't, I didn't get rich, but I also didn't lose money. You know, I was pretty neutral the whole time. Um, I think I, I have my winners that like, I'm going to stick with for a very long time. And I, I think on other stuff, like when you get to like, uh, especially like L2 type coins or just like certain tokens, um, you're not financial advice, but like, I think playing narratives is big. Like if you're just looking to make money, uh, I think the token can have, again, we're not talking about like AVAX L1. We're not talking about Bitcoin or Ethereum, but like uh, a random token can have a ton of foundation around it. But if there's no narrative there and there's no like users there, nobody like doing things around the ecosystem, then it might never see this like insane price action. So like if you're trading, um, it's probably best to play that narrative of like uh, hitting hitting points to where you're comfortable with taking profits, you know, opposed to just like finding this random token that has a really cool use case and then just being like, oh, I'm going to hold on to this for 10 years because like things can fall through, you know, so like. Just kind of know that if this is your if you're watching this and you haven't experienced a bull market before, um, just kind of know that you know going in of kind of setting your own goals, uh, your own prices, and a token can have all the fundamentals in the world, but if there's no users there, then it might just get one cycle. Yeah. Next topic, then we'll we'll start talking about like some of the picks here. Um, my picks are going to be. For the NFT side, probably I like Sappy Seals, man. I feel like they're they were undervalued. Now there's probably like a lot of hype. I haven't even actually checked out their floor price yet, but uh, those were one of my because they're cute. They they look they were kind of like the pudgy penguins, but they're seals. They have tails. Like I mean, come on, they're so cute. Um, and in there, like you know, you look at their Instagram, gets a massive amount of engagement, like millions of impressions. Um, it's kind of like following in the footsteps of like pudgy penguins but they have their own unique like, you know, stuff. And Pudgy has like a sappy seals trait. So that's kind of like my low key pick, but it's probably not so low key after Gordon Goner purchased like one of the grail sappy seals. Um, and I think sappy seals has been doing a great job, but, and I'm sure they have bigger announcements around the corner. Um, and then on the crypto side bites, of course, that's been, you know, I, I bought bites like back at $2 and they, they pumped to almost $9 which essentially was Neo Tokyo, um, Alex Becker and Elia Trades' collection. Um, but if you stake your citizen, you like generate these bytes. Uh, bytes is like the, you know, bytes equals bytes. You know, it's like a kind of token you can use inside the community to tip people and things like that. So there's like a lot going on with bytes. And 
you know, Becker's been talking about, uh, you know, more announcements around that and quote unquote launch pad. So we'll kind of, it's like TBD, like what he's going to mention and what he's going to say, like even in inside, like we don't know what, what's going to happen. So that's kind of my low key pick there. I think the market cap for, uh, bytes is like roughly it was roughly between 10 15 mil market cap uh million dollar market cap the last i looked i think it's like at 14 almost hanging around seven dollars and 41 cents but uh you know it's been dormant for a long time chris it pumped to like 200 uh per byte and it was like i think i want to say like a hundred million dollar market cap or something crazy i can't remember exactly the market cap but uh, it was a lot, and now it's it went dormant in the bear market, and now you know Becker's kind of back at it again, and obviously that has had like a tremendous impact on the price just in the last like few days. Um, but yeah, those are my picks. What about you? Man, there's so many to choose from. It's really hard. Like, I'm gonna have to go with with my most like I don't want to say undervalued, but like a fair entry price. I do own one of these. That's it. Uh, Sugar Town by Zynga because it's by Zynga. They have like a really good, uh, well-known Web3 person on the team that's native that knows what they're talking about. They have their own little like uh, universe of like gaming tournaments. Uh, one starting up this week, I'll be competing in it again. Um, they have really good like uh, systems in place, like reward systems for each of these tournaments. Um, so like right now I'm, I'm really looking like, I'm just loving my sugar town. Like it's, I enjoy having it cause I get to participate in these things and I'm sure in the future other people might want to as well. Um, so, and it's only like point two, it's, it's under point two ETH. If I didn't say sugar town, I would probably still go with pudgies. I just like the, if that royalty aspect gets approved, you know, from like, uh, basically, if you own a Pudgy, you own the IP, and then that's di distributed to like all the WalMarts, you know, or most of the, a lot of WalMarts around the world. Then, and then this other like really big store that's like more popular in the UK, and you get royalties from that purchase based on your NFT, like, and that's if that's legal, you know, by the by the SEC, like that's insane. Like that's like, uh, we'll see how that plays out individually, and I don't remember the exact percentages you get, but that's that's a really big deal. And Pudgies have so much, they're so, so good at marketing. I know that really like random like article came out about Luca, about like questionable stuff. But at the end of the day, like Luca knows what he's doing with marketing. And they've already successfully grown an insane Instagram account, an insane Twitter account. Um, they have like billions of gift plays in Giphy. Um, so yeah, I mean, Pudgy Penguins for like higher end. I don't own a Pudgy Penguin. I own like some of their, uh, I own like some Pudgy toys and stuff. Uh, but I don't actually have any of their digital assets. Um, but yeah, there's so many. The plague. Uh, I think Pons is doing a great job. I think he's building some really cool stuff. Chris, it's 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 just one, just the one, man. <laughs> like, yeah, pick pick one and right, then go to, to, to crypto. Thing. What's nice your crypto town. pick? Bigger town. All right, all right. My crypto picks are. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I gotta really limit this down to one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like. That that's the that's the move right there because like you know we could list all the tokens. I was but... listening. I was listening to my favorite out of, out of the hundreds of thousands of projects out there. I was I listed three. All right. So. Well, while you're looking that up, I'm glad you said Sugar Town. Uh, I don't know if you saw the alpha here posted on the Paul Bear Network, but 
the Take Two CEO was talking about GTA Six and Zynga and how they think they cracked refreshing the mobile IP looks at Sugartown. He didn't specifically say Sugartown, but in this video, it's almost like he's suggesting that they cracked refreshing IP. Their newest IP is in Sugartown, so definitely could be a lot of traction there. Uh, Sugartown oh, is wow, definitely that Sugartown. Yeah, Sugartown has definitely had um, a lot of success here in the Web three, like. Given that even Chris, like Chris is excited about Sugartown and the auras and what Zing is doing. Could we see NFTs in GTA 6 next? That's going to be the question that you're going to have to tune into the Paul Bear Network to subscribe. I'm just kidding. Uh, no, but for real though, that would be massive. Like that's like on par with the Roblox announcement. Like that is like massive. So Roblox, you know, take to the owner of Zynga and GTA 6 or Grand Theft Auto. Like that is just massive, right? They have massive titles, these big, big, I mean, the biggest games of all time could be implementing and are implementing NFTs. So news alert, it's not just speculation anymore. Like this is being talked about as we are recording. Like this is huge, man. And um, a lot of people have been sleeping on a lot of this. They've been sleeping on DJ Dads. They've been sleeping on Web3 games. They've been sleeping on NFTs, man. And yeah, that's all I got, man. And what you got? That's in our newsletter. That's down below. They yeah, newsletter lives. down below. Subscribe to that and get we'll fed yeah, also we'll on pics. We'll put some more picks on the newsletter today for yeah. the special readers that uh that read it. Do you man. have a? Do you have any last pick? Like one crypto pick? It can I be a big token. About... Like it can be a big one. Like okay, the one I one. mentioned is super risky, and I actually don't buy it because it's risky. Um, that's just a like a low key pick. Yeah. Um, if if a high key pick, the one that's like less and risky, I would say like Solana and Avax. Like those are my like yeah. two two like pretty proven like yeah not proven but like they're Solana still has a ways to go I think but like they have a lot of credibility. They got like Visa talk you know putting them at number one transaction speeds um, and Avax with the subnets. Like I mean those are two pretty solid like fundamentally sound. Like even though that Solana's had hiccups in the past, I think they've like corrected. And the future is kind of bright for them um, yeah. in, in a bullish case. But you're going to smoke me after this. Uh, I will. I will try. Okay, this is financial advice. Yeah, not, not financial advice. I will boil it down. Entertainment. But I, I just want to put a blanket statement out there. I have crypto that I want to hold for a long time, like Bitcoin and Ethereum. I have crypto that maybe is like more like short term, maybe next cycle I'll sell off. And I have crypto that's like, this is my moon bag. <laughs> and like, I'll 100% sell this based on narrative. So I'm going to go with that moon bag, you know, right now. Um, and again, I'll even narrow that. I'll even kind of expand on that. You know, gaming tokens, what gaming tokens like really haven't seen the light of day yet that I really feel like could go next run. Uh, meme tokens, you know, which which of these memes has a strong enough narrative that like once like people start like kind of getting it, we have more people like looking into crypto and like more like retail investors, like want to find the next meme coin. What's well, like a, a doge type coin, you know? And Dude, then, wait, wait, wait a minute. I got to show this on screen here that people keep asking like what the next Pepe coin is. The, the, pe the original Pepe, the next Pepe is Pepe. It's the original 2016. Now this is like a super low market cap as well. Super risky. Don't invest into it. But I just wanted to, and maybe like I'm not telling you any financial advice. But, anyways, I just I had to bring them up because there's an OG. Oh my god, I got to show you this. Like they created <laughs> this um, iOS. Like this is why I was gonna bring it up. Uh, let me see if I can pull it up here. They have like this crazy 
iOS like Pepe, I like Dink Meme Enjoyers. Look at this. It's loading. Like this looks like an actual what? like so I can yeah, I can connect wallet. Um enter without connecting a wallet. I can connect. It's got music. Yes. They have a messenger, like all these apps right here, Unis like everything's built is in. This Pepe coin? This is the legit like Pepe from 2016 that people what, what's what's the ticker? Um, it's Pepe coins, but look it up. Be do, do your own due diligence. I'm just like trying to like, you know, these are OGs. These were the this was the actual first Pepe, and they got front front ran by the influencer Pepe that like Polly and like the you know kind of, I don't know if they're you know scammers, but they it just feels. Is, like is this the one that's a BRC twenty now? Um, this is not a BRC twenty. This is an ERC twenty. Um, what's token. the value right now? I, I, it's pretty low like this is obviously a risky play but look at this entering pepe os version 69.420 press start to begin i'm telling you they understand the the pepe history because they built it like this is like part of the lore like look Dude, isn't that crazy yeah look well, at that pull up, i can like pull. look around drink coffee click on this pull computer ticker, i want to see the price like it's okay if it's low like i want it to be low like they got this virtual desk i can sign on right here Bro, that's isn't that wild? Like as well, pull the ticker. Don't hide, don't hide the alpha from us. I I literally you just go to their website and look it up. Isn't like, it? Do, I I don't know. I haven't looked it up in in a while, bro. So like you'd have to go to their Pepe, Iowa or operating system and see. Let me. Well, see. no wonder no wonder it's a low market cap if they put like hoops in to even find it. Oh, there's a lot here. Let's see, Dex tools. So if you click on Dex tools, it'll probably pull it up here. So let's see what it does. So no, it's pulling up wrapped ether. It'd be not, yeah, it'd be nice. Um, yeah, no wonder, bro. It's too. This is not too complicated not for the average There's a lot of fake Pepe, so that's why I don't want to pull it up. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, there's just a lot of scams. You got to be careful. But yeah, that that's like the OG man, and uh, they I think they're working on like a Pepe AI as well, like powered by GPUs. Like they're pretty smart. Like it's actually like OG developers, like serious ones. Um, the reason why they they are coming back is because um, they built on Counterparty, which is like way back in the day. Like Trevor would know what you know Counterparty is. They developed that on Counterparty. The Counterparty developers like passed away or something crazy. It's like a wild story. Then they tried to list Pepe on uh, Bittrex, which was the, obviously, if you know Bittrex, they sh they had to shut down because the SEC too much regulation going on. And they Bittrex had forced them at the time, and this was like back in like 2019 or 2018 or something. Bittrex said like, "Hey, you can't list it as Pepe because Pepe is deemed as like a, this political." Like thing, even though like it's been proven otherwise now, but back then, like there's just too much, like it was too linked to like 4chan stuff or something. I don't know, but they they're like, yeah, you you can only list it as. So they listed it as meme token, literally meme. It was like the one of the first meme tokens in crypto as well. Um, but they listed it as meme, but the actual symbol was still Pepe. So um, that's the only way they could get listed on like an official exchange like Bitrix back then. Um, but before that, there it was Pepe coin, and so it was like the original Pepe from back in 2016. Wow. Now, uh, now a lot of people don't want to mention it because they're scared of the actual, like the not the actual, but the they're scared of the Pepe community because it's grown so large, and that if they talk about this one, 
it's almost like they are, you know, dumping on their community. So they're scared to like lose followers and start argument. Um, and I've gotten to arguments with some of those people as well, but that's kind of like why you don't really see it being mentioned is people are scared of losing followers. And I guess Polly's like, like people, people's like, he's got a cult like following now. Like apparently Bro, like people follow like him. Beat somebody up randomly, like in the side of the road. He, he got beat up. I saw. Uh, whatever it was. He like aggressively attacked this person for like very little reason. Yeah. He got beat up or something like that. Um, which, yeah, I saw that. I saw that kind of go viral. Um, I don't know. If it's kind of like staged a little. I don't know, but yeah, who knows? Too. I, I honestly like Polly's one of those guys you don't want to probably not trust, like just to be like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, so I don't know. I I've never met Polly. Cool. Maybe, maybe he is somebody, but like from what I've seen, it, he, I don't know. It's just like I have one more cool thing to talk about before we end this podcast. Um, this maybe week, I'm- uh, the Ordinal Show hosted this guy that long story short uh bitcoin magazine's working with somebody on project spartacus and where they're inscribing war logs from i think the afghanistan war like um because basically it's to make a stand against this person or in stance of this person who originally was trying to note the tragedies and realities of war that was going on in afghan and he got locked away forever like he's in prison forever because he was just trying to document what was really going on so this project Spartacus is like doing their piece. They're selling each war log as an ordinal and that ordinal is forever going to be on Bitcoin. And it's going to be about the tragedy of war and the realities of war. And it's kind of a, um, a political stance against uh, silencing people and against freedom of speech of saying, this is what happened and this is a tragedy and it's going to be on Bitcoin forever. And there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, like there's um, pretty interesting use cases like that. I think that that was something I mentioned on our previous podcast about ordinals is exactly that use case. Literally, I said it before that even happened. But uh, just because I knew that like Filecoin, they they do that right now is like they help document like war crimes or something like that. Or is like I was at a, a crypto event and they I watched their like keynote and that was like one of the use cases and like naturally. I knew ordinals was going to do the same thing. Like I was like, this is a perfect use case. You can go back to our previous podcast. I got the receipts there on that. But um, yeah, Filecoin isn't like permanent like Bitcoin, but you can essentially, as long as you're paying the bill, it's on chain and it's decentralized. So like hackers can like hack your, you know, stuff and uh, ordinals, obviously, you know, it's permanent like data um, basically. So yeah, pretty interesting. Um, all right, we'll close out with that. You know, any lighter notes, Chris, before we bounce out? No, I want to end on that one. You just want to like leave everybody in a dark like situation here. Um, You'll feel better if you subscribe. Be careful out there. Um, things could cool off. Bitcoin ETF around the corner, having around the corner. Now, traditionally, like they say, it's dumped like before the having, um, before it pumps, but. Um, just be careful out there. You know, don't deploy like you know, not financial advice, but just be careful. That's all I got to say. Yeah, I'll, market I'll, I'll on this. I'll on this. Pumping this is too much. In November, which has been 13 days, Ethereum hit 2k, Bitcoin hit 37k, Solana hit 60 dollars. Gordon Garner swept uh, 1.7 million dollars with NFTs. Web3 gaming is surging. Roblox entered the space. Simpsons made an episode about NFTs, and people are, are overall excited again. Shout out to Shifter for breaking that down for us. Oh yeah, I I had a good bookmark too. I wanted to like pull up. There's just it mentioned like all the bullish news, and I bookmarked it for this podcast, and I completely forgot to talk about it. 
But anyways, we've been going on for long enough anyways, and we mentioned like so much alpha already. And, you know, subscribe to our newsletter, and we'll see you guys in the next podcast.